0: The first thing that'll hit you when you land in Stockholm is just how beautiful everyone is. I mean, seriously, how can everyone be thin, tall, blonde, and well-dressed? It's intimidating, really. Everyone adheres to the global and racist standards of beauty, and they know it. The second thing that'll hit you is how white everything is. I know what you're thinking. She must mean the people. But no, I'm talking about the walls. The light, the clothes, the furniture, but yeah, also the people. This is what went through my mind as I exited plane number LH1254, which had taken me the last leg from Zurich Zurich, to Stockholm. And as I walked through the airport on my way to luggage retrieval and my family waiting in the arrival hall, I thought to myself that, wow, this is what familiarity feels like. But before I go any further, I want to go back a few days to tell you about how I got here. I'm Clara, and this is Coming and Going. In this series, I'll go behind my glamorous Instagram facade and talk about the restless and anchorless life of coming and going, a life dispersed between home and home. But also about growing up, I guess. and submit that was one hell of a week seriously how could i not see this coming again this whole third times the charm thing seems to have me as a marked exception the lobby full of gray faces and red-lined eyes empty stairs and piles of similarly empty energy drink bottles but as amazing as it felt to submit that last final after a week of staring myself blind at my computer screen I know it marks the end of another semester, and that always carries a mix of emotions with it. As my good friend Arne expressed it, as soon as one looks up from the computer screen on Friday, 11pm of finals week, people are gone. Poof. Just like that did a community disperse all over the world. But before I left, I had the opportunity to let off some steam, press a reset button before heading home. No, I'm not talking about a spa experience here. I'm talking about a good old night of indulging in alcoholic beverages on the countryside, on a ranch. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. A rage case, bro! Oh, I know rage case. case. Wait, wait, this can be the middle I know, okay, okay. I know rage case. I know rage case. Where's okay. the ping pong ball? I have that. Okay, 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 okay. Discontinuum, of course. The Minerva Frat Party, and a yearly tradition started by a group of amazing humans from M20 and M19. a long-ass bus ride to the muddy countryside, a ranch, and all-you-can-drink alcohol in the form of boxed wine and Kilmas beer? For the sake of the dignity of my classmates, I'm not going to go into any details about anyone else. But I will say this, that I fell sideways into the mud, as well as overestimated my beer-punk talents. No, Clara, you are not a beer-punk prodigy. Two days and a hefty hangover later, it's time to pack my life into bags and head to the airport. Every year, I feel the same satisfaction when all my belongings fit into one 23 kilo bag and one, well, only slightly overweight hand luggage. See you in London? I'll I'll come to the gate with you. Okay, that's nice. See, that's why you come many hours before. Exactly. I I mean, you you don't see it coming, right? No, you don't. And I didn't either. Turns out Frank might be a fortune teller. Though I lay low on the goodbyes this year, I will, after all, see most of my classmates after the summer, I did want to say bye to the friends that I went to the airport with, but the immigration officer wanted otherwise. Turns out the officer who stamped my passport when I entered Argentina back in January had failed to do the math of my visa properly. And this nice and reassuring officer needed to go have a chat with his superiors about whether they would let me out or not. After 10 minutes of me sweating alone at the immigration station, the officer came back. Ah, oh, sí, No, no, figuraba. No hay problema, si no, tenía que pagar abajo. La de salida, Okay, yay. Muchas, <laughs> muchas mucha gracias. Gracias. Thank the frickin' lord. Oh my god. Now I just need to find gate 3 and say goodbye to my friends, and then we should all be fine. Okay, so they already made it on the flight, Um, and since it took me so long I couldn't say goodbye. But, here begins my reflective journey home. And so it did. There's nothing quite like a 13-hour plane ride in a mid-plane seat to make you reflect on your life choices. But more about those at a later point. The life choices, I mean. In my 13 hours on Edelweiss Air over the South Atlantic, I watched Fantastic Beasts and How to Find Them, Begin Again, Crazy Rich Asians, and perfected my skills in solitaire. I slept a total of one hour. Lovely. And I wrote to-do lists because apparently, I was still in production mode. I had a lot of time to think about what it would be like to come home, just as I had for this past semester. I expected to feel ambiguity, confusion, alienation, and although all of that turned out to be true to some extent, I also felt like I was coming home. Things were familiar, nice, understandable, I understand that the bus boarding procedure goes by an unspoken and unseen order of who came first at the station. I understand that I'm supposed to sit down at a seat as far away from the next person as possible, feeling the bus in a sort of well-rehearsed and coordinated dance. And I also understand why everyone dresses the same. And I guess that it's this unexpected feeling of familiarity which threw me off. I didn't expect it to be so strong. But does familiarity mean home? Well, I guess in some way it does. I grew up in a stone house with crazy angles and half floors in a southern suburb of Stockholm. My dad likes architecture, but we moved to an apartment in central Stockholm in 2014, just a few months before I moved to Norway for two years of UWC. And then I just went straight to Minerva, so I haven't really ever lived in this apartment even though my family now has lived here for five years. But it's been long enough that I feel familiar with where things are supposed to be now. But, um, they're moving on to other things. See, in October, my mom and dad told me that they're getting a divorce and that they're selling the apartment to buy their separate places. Though it wasn't necessarily a surprise, it took me a long time to come to terms with the idea that my family the foundation of my flaky life would split. So on July 1st, the boxes with memories from my time at kindergarten, elementary school, and choir school will be stuffed next to new and old furniture with destination mom's apartment written on them. I have to get settled in two new apartments while still knowing that I'll likely never stay there for more than just a visit. How do you start feeling settled while on a time limit? Well, I guess that's what I've come to practice in the last few years. Crowded and crazy rooms at UWC, my cozy single in 1412, the ridiculously tiny cubicle Kroner and I called home in Seoul, our loud and homey apartment in Hyderabad, the prefabricated apartment in Berlin, as well as mine and Barba's sunny room in the fifth floor of a half-broken hotel in Buenos Aires. All of these places have become homes to me in a very short time, and they sure have not all felt familiar at first. So. To me, the end of the semester really comes with a mix of emotions tied to it. Not only are we saying goodbye to friends and loved ones for a long time, but we're also saying goodbye to what we've desperately tried to make a home during our intense four months in the city. And that, to me, always feels a bit weird. But I guess if there's one thing I've learned, it's that if I have felt home in so many places in the past, what's to say I won't make whatever's coming my way now home too? You've been listening to Coming and Going with me, Clara. I'll be back regularly throughout the summer with thoughts and observations. If you relate to the topics or anything I say, please let me know. Similarly, if you have ideas for anything you'd like me to include or if you want to be part of the series, send me a message at clara.minerva.kgi.edu. At That's Clara with a K, by the way. Or my Facebook. Chances are we're friends there. Oh, and make sure to follow the Minerva Quest on Facebook and our podcast channel wherever you find your podcasts. The soundtrack to this episode was created by DJ Quad and Marianne Drogievsky. Thank you to Ben Chen for the discontinuing clips and as usual, one million thanks to Onda Kroner who keep reading my scripts and giving me feedback, but also for being amazing humans, of course.